Welcome to A Flame for Christ, homilies to set your heart on fire with love for Jesus Christ. My name is Father Joseph Gill, and you've joined us on this Trinity Sunday. Recently, a Catholic speaker was giving a talk at a university, and at the end, a participant raised his hand and said, You know, I mean no disrespect, but I'm an atheist, and I will never believe in God unless I can put God under a microscope. The Catholic speaker responded, If I could put God under a microscope, I would become an atheist, because any God that we can measure or contain is no God at all. And it's very true. God is larger than we could ever conceptualize. If we could understand him fully, then he really wouldn't be God. Any mountain that fits in the palm of our hands really isn't a mountain worth climbing. And likewise, any God that we can wrap our minds around isn't a God worth worshiping. For years, St. Catherine of Siena had prayed, Lord, I want to know you. Reveal yourself to me. And so finally, one day in prayer, Jesus appeared to her and said, Do you know who you are and who I am? If you know these two things, you will be forever blessed. I am he who is, and you are she who is not. His greatness far transcends our limited minds. But that does not mean that we don't know anything about God. Instead, we actually know many aspects about him, and we call these the attributes of God. For example, we know that God is all-powerful and can do all things. We call this God's omnipotence. We know that God is all-knowing and nothing is hidden from his gaze. And so, in other words, God is omniscient. We know that God is everywhere and there's no place where he is not. So we say that God is omnipresent. And we know that God has no beginning or end. He is eternal. On this Paschal candle here in the sanctuary, you'll notice that we see two signs of that, the letter A and the strangely shaped upside-down horseshoe. These are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet, the Alpha and the Omega, showing that God was present before time began and he will endure without end. In fact, the priest at the Easter vigil traces the letters and the year, and he prays this beautiful prayer. He says, Christ yesterday and today, the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, all time belongs to him and all the ages. To him be glory and power through every age and forever. Kind of a powerful reflection on God's eternity. We also know that God is all-loving, all-good, and all-holy. So it's not possible for God to do anything but love. He can't do anything unholy or evil. Now, I know that many of us here have experienced real suffering, and maybe we're experiencing that right now. You know, maybe it's losing someone we're close to or being diagnosed with a devastating illness or some other type of suffering. And, you know, we question the goodness and the love of God. God, if you're really love, how can this happen? But C.S. Lewis said, Since God already loves us, he wants to make us lovable by removing all that is not lovable in us. So God's love sometimes burns, sometimes feels like suffering, because what he's doing is he's making us lovable like himself. He's making us holy like himself. Those of you who are parents know that love involves discipline and sometimes tough love. And our good God is doing the same thing to his sons and daughters, trying to make us the best versions of ourself. Now, finally, our scriptures reveal that God is unchanging, that he's indivisible, that he needs nothing. He's perfectly happy in himself. And this should fill us with amazement when we consider who he is and all of these amazing attributes of the God that we love and worship. And what should amaze us even more is the fact that this awe-inspiring God actually wants a personal relationship with us. That's mind-boggling, really. I mean, Jesus in the gospel calls us friends, that we can be friends of God. You know, we call God Father, which is a powerfully intimate name. 
And this would be really very unthinkable in other monotheistic religions. I mean, Muslims call God Allah, which means master, but Christians can call God Abba, which means father. Wow. I mean, what a blessing it is to be able to call the God of the universe our father. Yeah, he knows everything about us. He's so transcendent. He's so amazing. And he still desires to dwell with us for eternity. That's the desire of the heart of God. You know, one time Jesus revealed to St. Teresa of Avila, I would create the entire universe again just to hear you say that you love me. Wow. God who needs nothing in himself, who's made himself, has made himself hunger and thirst for our love. What a thought that we could actually give something back to the God who created the universe from nothing. Indeed, I mean, he could create mountains and oceans, but he cannot create a creature that is forced to love him. That's the one thing he desires more than lifeless rocks and water. So a couple takeaways from all of this. First, it's amazing to know how great God is, because that gives us confidence, knowing that God, who is that great, is on our side. So no matter what we're facing in life, we know that God's in our corner, and that he truly is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, everywhere, immutable, unchanging. My goodness. Recently, an exorcist was interviewed, and he was asked, you know, do you ever get scared to go and face Satan? I mean, knowing that Satan is far more powerful than you, a human being. And the exorcist replied, no, no, I don't get too frightened because it's like going to a fight with your older brother who's got your back. Yeah, the devil may be powerful, but he's no match for God who's on our side. And that should fill us with a holy confidence and trust to have such a good father who's on our side with perfect goodness and power and love. I think a second takeaway is that since God desires and deserves our love, let's give it to him. How could we give our love to things like dollar bills and sports teams when we have a living father with thirst for nothing more than to have us love him with an undivided heart? So today when you pray, whether it's at this mass or at home, consider how much joy you bring to the heart of God who simply loves to be with his children. You know, the more we learn about God and who he is, the more we realize that we haven't even scratched the surface. But thankfully, we get to spend eternity becoming acquainted with our Creator, if we love Him here. <laughs>